Hallelujah. I'm thankful tonight as the song said, he is the power. He has the power over all of the enemy. Hallelujah. And it's I just a little thought tonight, and honestly, I am preaching this message so premature, and uh, I don't even know, Lord, which way I'm going to go, or I just, I just had a little thought, and I grabbed a pen the other, other, I think Sunday morning, I think it was, when Brother Caleb was preaching, and uh, just a little thought to me, it's easy to get confused, and uh, man, I've, I've, been through a lot of things in my life, and uh, but I'm thankful that I never forgot where my help come from. Hallelujah! And, uh, didn't let bitterness get a hold of me. Didn't let anger get a hold of me. And uh, I see situations in life in just the last few months, and I know the trouble that they're going through. I know where it stemmed from. It stemmed from anger. And um, bitterness that gets in people and it just, it destroys their lives. It destroys, it destroys their health. And they're just always in a state of stress. They, they really never, they just seem like they can never serve God with any liberty. Sometimes they seem like they, on the outward, and sometimes I think in their own mind, they think they're the most spiritual person in the church or the most spiritual person in the family. And uh, they think they pray more. They think they fast more. Uh, you know, they think that, you know, that they've just really, their, their Christian life that they're living far outshines everybody else's light. But in the end, it looks like the one, it's kind of like the turtle in the hair. It's, uh, uh, it's he that endures to the end. It's not the one that gets a little confused along the way. And it's easy to get confused. And uh, Job, I would, I would have to say not only maybe the wisest man, in the, one of the wisest. I know they, Solomon's classified as the wisest king, the wisest man that ever lived. He made some very wise decisions. He, uh, he solved some very confusing cases. And uh, he seemed like he had the wisdom to do all of that. And he did do all of that. And, uh, but still yet, even in, in Solomon's life, Brother Mark Ryan, we see him, we see confusion. And, uh, and sometimes I don't know if it's really so much confusion or it's just the lack of desire. I know what to do. I just, I just, they don't want to do it. They don't want to put forth the effort, you know, to live for God. But then when you look around those that look like maybe they prayed the least, maybe they was the least, most least spiritual, 40 years later, you still see them in coming to church. They're still living holiness. They're still dressing holy. They're still talking holy. And, uh, you you don't hardly ever see them shout. You don't see them bucking and jumping a whole lot, but they're just there. They're just solid. 
and uh, they just keep living for God. And they, the, the one Paul was said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. When you're living for God and you're always looking at the world, you're always looking at fad and you're looking at fashion and you're looking at, at the cosmetic appearance uh, of the world and, and you're always looking at that but you're confessing godliness but you're always looking at the world and you're always just, you know, I don't get up of a morning and saying, man, I wish I could dress like this and look like this and I, I don't go through fashion magazines and say, oh man, I like... I like this suit or I like this dress and uh, uh, man, I'm going to buy me one just like she's got on. We forget that we're not a model. We forget we're not even built like the model, but we won't go out and we buy the same uh, size clothes that the models got on and we come in and we we force ourselves into this thing and then we go out into the public thinking we look like what we saw in the magazine. You're confused. You're confused. And I'm glad that I'm not drawn to that stuff. I don't consider that stuff. And I'm not confused about living for God. I know what I'm going to be tomorrow. I know what I'm going to be at the end of the month. I'm going to be living for God. Unless God takes me and then I want to be like Job. Even if he slays me, I'm still going to trust him. When I know my end's coming, I want to die like I've been living. I don't want to get confused about what's wrong or right. I don't go on vacation and get confused whether I'm apostolic or, or I'm a sinner. I don't have to come home from vacation and, and, and weep and cry and bawl and fast and pray and try to get back to the place where I was at before vacation. Why? Because I live for God out on vacation just like I do am at the church. <laughs> Hallelujah. In fact, a lot of my vacation is church-oriented. Yeah, we do take off a couple weeks a year, usually go down to the lake or some trail riding out in, in, in Colorado. But I can guarantee you, when you, you won't find anyone that's took a bunch of pictures of me acting like a slob, acting like a drunk, and uh, uh, getting out there and doing just what all the sinners are all around me doing. You won't see that on, online and, and uh, won't have to worry about uh, somebody having that and sharing it around like they're doing with some of y'all now. Because when you was out on vacation, and you lived like hell and they captured that and now they're all talking about and look at them. They go to Brother Samson's church. What they're really saying is look at them. They're just a, really a little bit confused about their identity. They're just a little bit, I told you I didn't have any notes and that's dangerous. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Get this dangerous thunderstorm warning off of here. Praise God. I'm not confused. I'll preach and then I'm going to worry about the thunderstorm. Hallelujah. Praise God. And, uh, but, you know, people, they, they, just, they just get confused. And, uh, you know, I, and it's, 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 it's because there's a lack of love for God in their heart. It's just what it is. You can't love the world and you can't love the things of God. You're going to love one. The Bible said you can't serve two masters. You're going to serve one and hate the other or you're going to serve the other and hate this one. You just can't do it. You got to make up your mind. 
I, I, got, I got so much pulling on my heart tonight. Man, some of y'all, y'all are confused about your marriages. You're, you're confused about who you're supposed to be in love with. You can't even find faithfulness in your heart to your spouse because of the confusion that's going on in your mind. But a lot of it's what you feed that spirit on during the day. It's who you listen to during the day. I don't have time to listen to somebody that's running down the church. I'm not confused when it comes about my holiness, my doctrine, and my church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not confused about it. I don't have time to sit and listen to somebody telling me it don't take all of that. You don't have to do all of that. It don't take all of that. My Bible tells me it's holiness or hell. What's confusing about holiness or hell? I just want to live holy. I just want to do right. I want to be saved. I know what it is to live like a hellion because I used to be a hellion. I know what it is to sin because I used to sin. But I don't want to sin anymore. I'm not confused about all that. I love a clear conscience. I love a clean, a clear heart. I I love a desire to live for God. Man, my elder used to tell me, I'd rather sleep with a mangy dog is in a comfortable bed and try to sleep with a guilty conscience. I don't want my conscience bothering me. That's why I say no to sin. I don't want to get confused. And if you entertain the world and trying to live for God and, and hanging on to the world and wanting things uh, uh, from the lust of this flesh, I'm telling you something. You're, you're not going to prosper. You're not going to go forward. You can work yourself to death, miss all the church you want to miss, and work yourself to death. But God will just blow on it. And the harvest won't last till the reaping. The reaping won't last till the harvest. And you're running yourself crazy and in circles and can't never make ends meet, wondering what's going on. It's because of the confusion that's in your life. It's the confusion that's in your, I'm telling you something. I've seen people with the best families in the world get confused and it ain't very long that they don't even have a good family. I've always honored my father and I've always honored my mother and I've held them highest esteem. And I feel like that's really one of the only reasons that I've lived as long as I have because I honored my father and my mother and not just to have a long life. Did they ever make me aggravated? But yes, they did, but not near as many times as I aggravated them. And worried them. I'll never forget when my mom called me when I didn't show up to church one night and I had my friends around me and they were telling me, you know, you just, you tell them, you tell them you're doing all right. You, you tell them you got it figured out. You, 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 tell, you tell them, you tell them. Well, I was in a state of confusion. I didn't know if I wanted to live for God or live for the devil. I didn't know if I wanted to pray through or stay backslid. Well, it's easy to get that way. 
It's easy to get that way. You don't pray, you don't fast, and all you do is feed on social media and everything to do uh, that, that the world has to offer. It's not going to be very long that you're confused. I was thinking of Job, and I'm, I'm just going to deal with this 10th uh, chapter of Job, and I think, I think I did this a little bit the other night. And, uh, but Isaiah 9 and 5 it talks about when a lot of times when we get in a battle, when there's a fight going on, it's, it's easy to get confused. You ever watch the football game and be playing and someone take a, take a hit or, or get knocked around and spun around and somebody else hit them and spin them this way and uh, uh, they finally break through the lines and they take off running and they think they're outrunning everybody. And the first thing you know, they run across the, 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 the touchdown line, the end, go into the end zone, do their little deal, whatever it is that they do, and throw their ball and look up and everybody's wide-eyeing them because in their confusion, they got turned around and run a touchdown for the other team. I'd never do that. It's easy to get confused. I've been playing before and they say, turn around, you're going the wrong way. And I've turned around and hooked it the other way. And usually because of that little bit of confusion, I took a terrible blow and got knocked down because of confusion. I don't, I don't like getting confused. It's talking this church in the, in the neighborhood here and uh, a lot of the people I grew up with and uh, just recently the pastor has resigned. He got to where he couldn't get from his office to the bathroom without getting confused in, in, in a building that he, you know, he's pastored uh, for, for years and he's just uh, because of confusion. And, and, and I know this, I know this happens and it'll happen to a lot of us in this place today. But I, I wanted to be the, that I know the direction that I'm going, hallelujah. I wanna know how I'm living. I wanna know what I'm saying. I wanna know why, what I believe in and why I believe in it. I don't wanna get confused, but when we get in trouble, when we when we have this battle going on it's so easy uh, to get confused in Isaiah 9 and 5 it said for every battle of the warrior is with confused noise you better be knowing what you're what's going on when you enter into battle you better know who your enemy is you better know uh, who you're warring against you better uh, you know a lot of times in playing ball they'll say uh, uh, we'll be shirts and you'll be skins and uh, that way it gets rid of the confusion when you just stagger out there a lot of the boys from the community and you just uh, uh, one of the worst things ever trouble I got in one time we were playing ball and uh, uh, I was just real young brother uh, Denton and we was uh, at a gymnasium and we were playing and uh, every day was a, color, a shirt of every color and description there and uh, uh, they said alright we're going to have to y'all be skins and uh, uh, we're going to be shirts and I looked around and everybody was just, they were peeling it off. I was built about like a spider monkey but uh, you know what Brother Sampson done? He didn't have what it takes and uh, he gets a little confused so he just peels it off. You don't have to worry. There will always be plenty of people 
hunt the pastor down for you. No matter how confused you are, somebody will go tell the elder. The next thing I know, I'm looking a 300-pound man in the eyeball, and he said, did you boys do such and such? Man, I ain't confused now. I said, yes, sir. He said, is that what we believe? No, sir. See, all of a sudden, I know my direction. But how was I so confused then? And now I'm looking Brother Triplett in the eyeball, and I'm not near as confused. But in the turmoil sometimes, it's easy to lose direction. And there's a consequences to getting confused. I remember one time we went to the sta- uh, city, uh, state of Illinois and in the city of Chicago, my dad got lost. And man, we got way off down in a community that we had no business being in. And there was squad cars everywhere. There was paddy wagons. They were handcuffing people. They were throwing them in that thing. And the cop turned around and he saw my dad. He said, what in the world are you people doing in this neighborhood? My dad said, well, we're confused. We've got lost. He said, you follow me and I'm going to get you out of here and I'm going to get you out of here now. And he led us out of there. I want to tell you some confusion will get you in trouble. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 10, or chapter 10 of Job, verse 1. Job, the integrity of Job. Job knew that he loved God. Job knew what he believed. Job offered sacrifice every day for his children in case that they, just in case that they, they had done something that would bring the penalty of sin on Job's life. Job was an upright man. It was accounted unto him for righteousness. He, he was upright. And uh, he said, my soul is weary of my life. This is one of the richest men in the East. This is one of the wealthiest men. He's got a large family. He has, he has all the finance that he needs. He has all the livestock that he needs. He has all the servants. He has everything that he needs. He's got a wife and uh, uh, everything, everything is going just like it should. Everything is prosperity. Everything uh, is righteousness. And all of a sudden we see Job here, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time telling the whole story about Job. It it, it is very elementary, and so many of us has heard this uh, so many times. And uh, uh, he is famous for saying, though God slays me, yet will I trust him. And, uh, uh, you know, his wife said, do you still maintain your integrity, everything that he was going through, the Uh, that he was going through that even his wife said look uh, after all of this are you still living for God after everything that we've lost everything that that we've been through you're still living for God you still maintain that integrity 
And Job said, baby, you, 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 speak, like, you speak like one of the foolish ones in the, in the town. You're speaking like one of them that, that doesn't have any sense, one of them that has never experienced uh, or had anything at all. You, you, in other words, you, you ought to have more about you than this. Really, actually, Job's wife was more confused than Job. It's easy to get that way. But man, trouble has hit. Trials has hit. There's nothing that will bring turmoil to the family more in a home more any quicker and more severe than finance. Money. There's no money. The wife, what are we going to do about this? And what are we going to do about this? And how are we going to do this? There, you're feeling like a nincompoop because uh, you're the first partaker and you're the, you're the provider for the house and so uh, you're kind of feeling like she's putting it all on you and before you know it, it's confusion. We find Job saying, my soul is weary of my life. I will leave my complaint upon myself I will speak in the bitterness of my soul I will say unto God do not condemn me show me wherefore thou contendest with me is it good unto thee that thou shouldest oppress that thou shouldest despise the work of thy hands uh, and shine upon the counsel of the wicked. Here's Job, one of the most blessed men in the east, but now he's got trouble and he's, he's, why God are you doing this to me? Why God am I going through this? Why am I facing uh, everything that I'm facing? There, there is a confusion uh, uh, that's setting in and when you're used to everything going uh, your way and, and uh, uh, you're used to having about everything that you want and then all of a sudden uh, things change and, uh, and when the finance gets bad and uh, uh, when the marriage is on the rocks and when the cars are gone and uh, uh, sad but true but a lot of times death uh, it comes at these inopportune times and uh, in all of this that's going on the finance and the, uh, the ill health and the, uh, then losing family and just uh, uh, all of a sudden it's easy to feel like and I shared uh, uh, the other night Miss Sister Samson talking and just one thing after another breaking down and just a uh, uh, mistake here and a mistake there and just and just costing money, costing money and uh, just last week I give uh, or last year give, give a large sum uh, uh, to the church and uh, uh, you're thinking I didn't do it just for the blessing I did it because I love the church and I love God, but you would think, uh, uh, but by doing that, I know in the back of my mind what I was thinking. Uh, man, cattle this year is going to gain uh, three pounds a day, and uh, we're going to get more money this year than we got last year, uh, and it, we are. Uh, but there's what seemed like twice the expense uh, this year that there was last year and uh, uh, Sister Sampson one day was just going down the road crying and she said uh, why, why 
Why is it, was we gonna just give up on God? No, but it is easy for that confusion to slip in and it begins to work on your mind and it begins to put your mind in a turmoil and all this turmoil, it begins to work on you. You just, you begin to be full of questions. Why, why, why? And then if we're not careful on top of all of this, I just don't feel like you got to do all of that to be saved. I just don't feel like it takes all of that. Well, you're picking on us, brother. No, my, guy, my family's full of that. It just don't take all of that. I'll never sit under a dictator. I never did sit under a dictator. I've been in this country almost 60 years. I never sat under a dictator. But this confusion slips in, Brother Caleb, and it begins to work on people's mind. All of a sudden they walk in, we're just going to do something different. We just don't feel like we fit in here anymore. I almost want to say, how many people have you had over to your home for dinner in the last month? How many people have you walked up to and said, why don't you go out and eat with us tonight? I don't have nobody to go with. I just hunt around and say, hey, y'all want to go out and eat? In fact, you don't even have to be invited. Usually after church on a Sunday night, we're heading for El Charo's just as hard as we can go. Or some go, go to Cheddar's. If you want to go, just get in the car and go. But don't come in and say, I just don't feel like I fit in here anymore. It just don't seem like it's my church anymore. People shouting, people running, people getting full of the Holy Ghost, visitors coming in. Where does this confusion come from? It's easy to get confused. You see what I'm talking about? One time it looks like they're going wide open, they're involved with everything, and then all of a sudden, I just don't feel like this is what I want anymore. Confused. Job, he's starting to ask questions. He's been through so much hell. He's lost so much finance. He's seen so much trouble. He lost his family. And now he's sitting in a heap of ashes with boils on him and he's scraping himself with a piece of pottery. Have you ever had a boil? Just one boil? Job was covered from head to toe. And he's sitting in ashes and he's scraping them. And this is what's going through his mind. But he's got three friends that's sitting there. You know how easy, you know why it's so easy to get confused? Look at the kind of friends you got. Look who you're desiring to hang around with. You drive 10 mile over here when you can drive three mile in fellowship with Christians. That's where your confusion comes in. It's the friends that you're keeping. Go to rehab. They'll just tell you. Some, we're going to let you out of here, but you're going to have to change who you're hanging with. You're going to have to change your friends. You got a problem with lust? Don't run with the harlots. 
And those that's dressed naked, if you got a problem with lust and pornography, if you got a problem with drugs, don't go around where they're doing drugs. It's the friends you're keeping. Somebody said something the other day. Well, I think they're kind of taking the blame for this that happened and that had happened. And I said, no, I don't believe that. I just told Sister Samson, I think last night or today, tonight, I said, I've been where they had bags of marijuana, bags of it. We walked into a place that the smoke was so thick in there. They was crocked out of their mind. And you know what? I never had one desire. I looked at that, and I looked at all of my friends. I thought, I don't even want to be a part of this. There was every kind of an ungodliness going on there that you can imagine. There was every kind of a drug. You know what? I didn't look at that. I didn't even consider that. I looked at what it was doing to them, and I said, I don't want to be a part of this. I'm out of here. And I left. And a lot of times we can do that, but then there's other times that come along and we get confused this quick. There's doubt in our heart. I'm telling you something. You've got to get a hold of the throne of God. You've got to know that God is real. You've got to believe that he is a rewarder and he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know why you're confused? There's no diligence in your life. You never come to the church and say, I'm going to pray through before I leave here. You never go into your closet or your bedroom or your spare bedroom and get down beside the bed and with diligence begin to call out to God and to seek the face of God. There's no diligence in your life. You know how you win your husband? The Bible said by your chaste conversation. You just keep being faithful. Just keep being faithful. I got a brother-in-law that was a devil. Got in church a little bit. Married a girl. Quit church. Go to church. Let's go to church. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going. It went on for years. I'm not going. Don't bother me about it. I'm not going. I'm not going. Every church night, went into his closet, got out dress clothes for church, laid them on the bed every night, every church night. Just kept laying them on the bed. Tonight he's living for God. Just kept, just kept going. Come go to church with me. Kept, come go to church with me. Just kept laying out the clothes. Just be diligent. Just make up your mind. This, this is what I'm going to do. This is the way I'm going to live. I'm going to live for God. There's going to be a change in my life. There's going to be a change in my family. But there's just so much going on all around me. The confusion. Every battle, 
of the warrior is with confused noise. There's always distractions. Brother Ronald Hall preached a message one time, distracted at evening time. There's people that's living for God all of their life, and it's coming down to the wire, and evil is increasing. The Bible said evil is going to wax worse and worse. And the Bible said, and more so as you see the day approaching. And it's confusing people, the trouble that we're going through and uh, uh, the things that is happening. There's so much going on. And they think that just quitting the church and quitting God is going to fix everything for them. Brings on the just and the unjust. What you're going through in the church, they're going through that out there in the world and then they don't even have a God that they can call on. That's why suicide rate is at an all-time high. That's a cheap way out. Tell you something. As far as I'm concerned, that's the next thing to blaspheme. You're just, God ain't big enough to do what I've said he's done all of these years. It's going to take more than a scarlet cord to save you if you do that. You understand that. You are past the blood of redemption. But people's getting confused. And confusion brings about indecisiveness. Indecisiveness causes foolish decisions to be made. Hast thou eyes of flesh, or seest thou as a man seeth? God, do you even see what I'm going through? Do you not know what I'm going through? Are thy days as the days of man? Are thy years as a man's days that thou inquirest after mine iniquity? God, why are you on me? Why are you checking me out? What, what's going on, God? He's got friends there. I think at this point, two of them's already kind of unloaded on them, and we got one more to go. And I mean, Job, is, is, he's in a state of confusion. God, I was so blessed, and I, everything was going so good, and now I've got so much trouble. Why is it, God, that I'm going through what I'm going through? Thou knowest what I am not. Thou knowest that I am not wicked. And there is none that can deliver out of thine hand. Job knows this. God, there's none that can persuade me to do any different than what I'm doing. There's nobody, God, that can pluck me out of your hand. But still yet we see Job uh, uh, in a state of confusion. And he confesses uh, in the 15th verse of this chapter uh, that he is confused. He's righteous. He's wealthy. He's been brought to a piece of bread and he's not understanding Thine hands have made me and fashioned me together round about, yet thou dost destroy me. God, is this you that's bringing all of this trouble? 
Remember, I beseech thee that thou hast made me as the clay, and wilt thou bring me into dust again? Hast thou not poured me out as milk and curdled me like cheese? Hast thou clothed me with skin and flesh and hast fenced me with bone and sinew? I am caught in this body of death. This body is destroying me. This body, God, that you created and put my spirit in, it's killing me. It's taking me to the grave. Thou hast granted me life and favor and thy visitation has served my spirit and these things hast thou hid in my mind. God, I know it's because of you is why I'm still living. I, I, I know, God, that you, uh, that these things that I've hid in my heart and I know this. I know that is why. This is with thee. If I sin, then thou markest me, and thou wilt not acquit me from mine iniquity. If I be wicked, woe unto me. If I be righteous, yet will I not lift up my head. I am full of confusion. Therefore see thou mine affliction. God, I've gone as far as I could go and I need you to take over uh, and I know that you will and this is the thoughts uh, that you've put into my mind uh, but right now, God, I'm in a state uh, of confusion. Why all the grief? Uh, why all the trouble? Uh, why all of the hell? Uh, why all the mental anguish and torment uh, that I'm going through? Uh, I'm telling you something in this day and hour that we live, uh, it's easy to get confused. As a young boy, I never thought that we would see people that was confused whether they were a man or they were a woman. But today in our culture, we see a youth, a young society, we see a youth that's so indecisive that they're confused about who they are. They're confused about what they want to be. 30 years ago, there was never this cut sword of confusion in our culture. But it seems like overnight that this thing is running rampant. Sex change of every description going on. People don't know what they want to be. Beautiful young ladies. It was one time beautiful young ladies. It's now got facial hair. Took steroids till they look like a weightlifter. Don't want to be a man anymore. Want to be a woman. Then we have Olympic champions today that's done the reverse thing. They look, they they they, they resemble uh, uh, women. Confused. Don't know who they are. Don't know what they are. Don't know what they want to be. Job said, I'm full of confusion. Therefore, see thou my affliction. God, help me. Who are you going to turn to in your state of confusion? 
Are you like the football player that took several hits? Or are you like the, the pro boxer that, that's got TKO'd and he's staggering around and, he, and when the bell rings, he don't even know which corner uh, to go to. He's in a state uh, of confusion. He's got, a, uh, he, he's got technically uh, uh, disoriented because uh, uh, of the things that he's been through. Uh, I'm telling you, sometimes some of you uh, can go through the smallest battle uh, and you're like, Job, I'm in a state of confusion. I don't know if I want to go to church tonight. I think I'll just stay home. Well, you just stay home, but I want to tell you something. You just increased your confusion about a thousand percent. You take me to the altar. You take me where the prayer warriors are. You take somebody that can give me direction to the throne room of God. You see my affliction, it increaseth. It's worse every day. Thou huntest me, huntest me as a fierce lion, and again thou showest thyself marvelous upon me. It may be confusing today. You may be going through hell on earth today, but you just keep hanging on. You just keep pursuing righteousness. You just keep pursuing godliness. Look back over your lives. Take inventory over your lives. See what confusion got you to, what it brought you to, what it done to you. It increases. Oh, as a fierce lion, your adversary, I just preached on it the other night, it's like a roaring lion. Going around trying to put fear into everybody. Where do I do? Where do I go? The Bible talked about people that wouldn't even go out and work the harvest, work the fields, because there was a lion in the community. They used that, it was just the sluggard. It was just somebody that's too lazy and didn't want to work in the first place. Are you that type of person that the reason you miss so much church is because you really don't want to live for God in the first place? I get confused sometimes looking at people. What are you thinking? What are you doing? You get out of this church, your marriage ain't going to last two years. It won't last a year. You're struggling in the church. I'm full of confusion and it increased. Your hunting. Now it seems like a fierce lion. And then again, thou showest thyself marvelous upon me. That's why I come to church. I know it was a hot day. I know we've worked hard today. I know we've been through a lot of trials and temptations today. But to walk in here and to see people step into the presence of God and to hear the music and the worship begin to go forth 
And I looked around and I see people that were confused. Now they're praying, they're crying, they're weeping. And now they've got their direction. I know where the goalpost is now. I know which way I need to run now to make that touchdown. I'm going to make it, Brother Sampson. I'm going to make it. I'm going to score. I'm going to run it to the end. Show yourself marvelous upon me. And then 17, here he is. Again, thou renewest thy witness against me and increaseth thy indignation upon me. Changes in war are against me. One day we got money in the bank. The next day we got to go draw off our line of credit. If you even got a credit to draw off of. But he's still God. Bible said, he said, I'll choose their delusion. God knows what it takes to confuse you. Here you go. All right. Community, church world, church. Look at this. This is what their problem was all along. I'll show you their delusion. I'll choose it because God looks at the heart. He knows he doesn't do it to pull you down. He just knows where your heart is. We do what we do because that's what we want to do. It just caught me at a weak moment and I did it. No, it didn't catch you at a weak moment, you lying devil. You done exactly what your flesh wanted to do. Get caught with porno on your phone? That's because you wanted to look at porno. That's why it's there, because you wanted to look at it. Fornicated or adulterated or whatever, and it blows, gets blown wide open. I just caught me at a weak moment. No, it didn't. The flesh is always weak. The writer said the flesh is, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The flesh wants its own way. The flesh wants to do what it wants to do. So don't say it caught me in a weak moment. Just say, I wanted to do it and I done it. That woman you gave me, Adam, I mean, it started early, didn't it? Well, that woman that you gave me, and she gave it to me. Anybody ought to be smart enough to know that God's going to look at you and say, then why did you do it, ignorant? You're the leader of the house. You're the first partaker. When thou hast, wherefore then hast thou brought me forth out of the womb? But he's really standing. I just wish... Tim Jones, he's saying, I just wish that I would have been stillborn. Just took me from the womb straight to the grave. This is, this is what Job said. Why did you bring me out? Oh, that I had given up the ghost and no eye had seen me. I should have been as though I had not been. I should have been carried from the womb to the grave. I want to tell you something. 
Life is short, and life is full of trouble. You're going to have to make, have, have a made-up mind and stay full of the Holy Ghost to make it in this world from here on out to the end. Because this thing's going to get, the Bible said, perilous. You think it's crazy now? Mr. Sampson was reading that uh, Liberty quotes to me and uh, different things of our forefathers and, 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 and people in our democracy. And, and some of them was just ten, 10 years ago or less. We read that and then we looked at where we're at today. And when 10 years before this statement was being quoted, and in 10 years, we're so far beyond that. Are not my days few? Cease then, let me alone, that I may take a little comfort. Take comfort a little before I go whence I shall not return. A lot of times at the graveyard, we'll make the statement, we've gone as far as we can go with brother or sister here they're gone where no born travelers ever return. When they go down, it's over. They're not coming back. So I go whence I shall not return, even to the land of darkness and the shadow of death. A land of darkness, as darkness as itself, and of the shadow of death without any order, and where the light is as darkness. We're looking at a man that needs some encouragement. We're looking at a man that needs uplifted. He's confused. He thinks he's dying. But there's no give up in him. There's no backup in him. He still makes that statement, though he slays me, yet will I trust him. But I just need a friend. Some of you need to choose a little wiser on your friends. Zophar answered, the Namathite, and said, should not the multitude of words be answered? In other words, Job, you've been rattling on here in your confusion. You need an answer. <laughs> Things is really fixing to get confusing. Look, rattlehead, I'm, I'm going to give you some direction right here. Should not the multitude of words be answered and should a man full of talk be justified? You've done a lot of talking here, Job, but you've not justified yourself. Immediately starts in on him. Should thy lies make men hold their peace and when thou mockest shall no man make thee ashamed? Well, I just, I just believe in telling it like it is. I just... I'm just a truthful man. You know what you need? You used to wash your mouth out for talking vulgar, but you need your mouth washed out because you're so full of doubt and slaughter. Use some wisdom. You see somebody needs encouraged, don't go up and, 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 and knock, take a ball bat and knock their feet out from under them. Help them. I'm working with a couple now and I'm, I'm trying my best to be patient and I'm trying to help without being an enabler. 
Seems like it, it just gets dumber as the days the day goes on. But he said, For thou hast said, My doctrine is pure, and I'm clean in thine eyes, but oh, that God would speak and open his lips against thee. I want to tell you something, Job. And that he would show thee the secrets of wisdom, that they are double to that which is. Know therefore that God exacteth of thee less than thine iniquity deserves. Here's Job in his confusion. Uh, and we turn to the weak and the beggarly elements of the world and we look to them for encouragement. We look to them uh, uh, for answers and what I need is some uh, counseling. And uh, uh, I, I got a good man and in, in, in he's preached for us some of our meetings. His marriage got on the rocks and uh, he took his young apostolic wife and they went to the marriage counselor uh, uh, and it was just a few weeks into counseling guess who was dating his wife the marriage counselor canst thou by searching find out God canst thou find out the almighty unto perfection it is high as heaven what canst thou do deeper than hell what canst thou know? It's too much for you, Job. You've done something. You're sitting here rattling a lot, but you're guilty of something. I want to tell you something. It makes a difference, Brother Winkler, when we know when we're going through hell and we're going through things that we don't understand, that we can look up and we can say, there is therefore now no condemnation. I'm not going through what I'm going through because I done drugs or I committed adultery, I committed fornication, I got out and dressed and looked like hell. I'm not going through none of that because of what I've done. I'm going through this because all of hell is warring against me trying to discourage me trying to condemn me trying to pull me down what are you saying brother Simpson as they come to the music if you're in this place tonight and you're in a state of confusion you need to know something it's yeah we've all got a past and we're all guilty of a bunch of junk in our background and in our bygone days but let me tell you something. You need to wipe away that confusion. You need to push away that confusion tonight. And you need to lift your head up. Though God slays me, I'm gonna trust him. I'm gonna live for God. I might die in a car wreck tomorrow, but it ain't because God slayed me or took me out because of ungodliness. It was just my time to go. But it means something in your heart not to be confused and to know, okay, God, it's just my time and I'm out of here. But I'm not confused about what I'm living, what I'm believing, and where I'm going. I'm rock solid. I know. The Bible says make your calling and election sure. If he cut off or shut up or hinder 
or gather together, who can hinder him? God knows vain men. But just because somebody's struggling and discouraged, there's no time for you to get on social media and start giving them the riot act. Try a little kindness. I was eating at a place last night and it, the sign said on the wall, this killing them with kindness is taking a lot longer than I thought it would. Sometimes people just do things out of spite. They help somebody just to prove the point. See, I told you so. And God sees all that. But when you go up with integrity in your heart and somebody's struggling and somebody's hurting and somebody's going through something like they've never went through before, where's the Christian atmosphere? Where's the Christian attitude in our heart that we don't reach out and we try to help and we go the second mile and then we go another mile and then we forgive and then we forgive and then we forgive. Just keep saying, come on, you can make it. I know it seems like there's no hope. I know you're thinking in your mind, uh, there's no need to go on. But you need to shake off that confusion. You need to help somebody if it's your worst enemy. I'm telling you something. You need to start helping them. You need to start encouraging them. You need to give them lift up their head. And they won't get in the state that they get in. A lot of times, if the Christian will reach out, if the Christian will reach out and employ wisdom, I'm telling you something. It's easy to get confused but I'm giving you a chance here tonight to clear the confusion out of your mind while they sing tonight I'm struggling brother Samson I'm telling you something come up here slide into this altar tonight and you get your mind made up I'm going to live for God whatever he throws at me I'm still going to be living for God. And next year, I'm going to be living for God. Next month, I'm going to be living for God.